A few more notes before we get into the show. Would really appreciate a rate and review five stars. Even if you don't want to write a review, you know, you don't want to hit type words, that's fine. Scroll down, just hit five stars while you're listening to this podcast. Goes a long way in helping me keep it free. Additionally, drafters.com. You will hear me mention drafters.com a bunch. I'm beginning to love this platform. I've been doing a ton of NFL best balls and a ton of PGA contests on their app. It's very smooth. Love it. Reminds me of a former app that was bought out and no longer exists that I really used to love. But anyway, if you want to play in these PGA tier contests or this NFL best ball championship that they have going on over there, the best way to do it to start out is to use the promo code PAT at deposit and you will get 50% added to your first initial deposit. So if you deposit $100, they're going to give you 100 and 50 to play with. Can't beat that. All right, now let's get into the show. You are listening to The Riding NFL DFS Podcast with Pat James. Welcome, everybody, to a Friday afternoon edition of the Ride in DFS and Betting Podcast. Currently about 2 p.m. on the East Coast, watching Rory nearly chip in at the moment. Uh, he's got himself back to even par. DraftKings lineups are looking pretty good. Uh, Brendan Todd, Ches Reeve, a lot of the guys that we talked about in the low range. Currently at the top of the leaderboard, which is good, um, and avoided some landmines in Rom and Cantlay, which we also talked about. So if everything shakes out right, should be a really nice week on DraftKings. Um, as for the outrights at this point, maybe Webb could make a run, but um, you know we were light this week, so it doesn't really matter too much because we are saving up for what this podcast is actually about and that is the PGA Championship at TPC Harding Park out in San Francisco. Um, The reason for this first early look type deal is um, and I'm on my I'm on my uh, back porch type lanai thing right now so if you hear some uh, you know vehicles buzzing around or whatever that's probably why but you guys are used to this i mean i used to do this podcast from my car so everyone that listens is mostly used to you know some white noise in the background um it's a muni how about that Uh, not many munis get play on the pga tour especially a pga championship but here we are uh san francisco muni tpc harding park also known as the harding park golf course uh, we'll get play for the PGA Championship here in 2020. So what type of course is it? Well, it's going to play pretty much different than anyone that has ever played Harding Park. Um, I would imagine, you know, they're making some changes. It's going from a par 72 to a par 70. There are obviously now only two par fives, one per side. I took a look. I took a virtual walkthrough on um, 18 birdies just to kind of look at the course both par fives uh, bend to the left a little bit and, you know, suit a draw, but they're both absolutely gettable in two. In fact, Bryson will probably be able to 
cut the trees on both of them and, and have like a, a seven, eight iron in, to be honest, they're definitely going to be um, fairly easy and you're going to need to, you know, to birdie those to have a shot at winning the PGA Championship in 2020. Um, some other thing, there's some reachable par fours too. I think there's one reachable par four per side as well, like between 330 and 340, which is um, also interesting of note. And the more I read up about TPC Harding Park, the more it actually sounds like the 2016 PGA Championship at Baltusol, kind of the same thing. Um, you know, average to uh, average to difficult fairways to hit. So um, one of the things at Harding Park is they said they were going to pinch the fairways in. I read somewhere that as much as 60%, they narrowed the fairways. Um, it's tree-lined, you know, the Cypress, California Cypress trees, as it says right on the Harding Park website, line the course. Similar to Baltrasol, not, the, not that there's Cypress trees, but it's a tree-lined course par 70 long rough uh bent grass greens a lot of the um shot types into the green sound like uh a baltrasol type layout and here's the thing you know there was a 2015 match play at this course uh harding park and a few others before that 2005 there was um an event that tiger won at Harding Park, but there isn't a ton of history. There isn't, there's virtually zero course history here. And it's going to play different than it's played for people who have ever played Harding Park, right? They are completely changing what the course looks like. Um, it's a par 70, not a par 72. They moved the fairways in, they grew the rough out. Um, the greens have even been changed. I think three or four years ago, they changed the greens from Poe to Bent. Um, so, you know, less par fives than normal. So it's not going to be a course that we can, you know, pinpoint exactly who is going to play well. I mean, obviously par 70, we can favor some par 70 scores, favor par four players, guys that score well on par fours. We can favor guys that gain strokes off the tee since the fairways are going to be pinched and the rough's going to be fairly penal. Um, maybe we could favor some guys on um, bent grass, uh, maybe some long straight hitters. They're always in contention, obviously, but um, maybe more of an emphasis on them. And then form. I think more than anything this week, I will be looking at guys that are playing well, guys that have been striking their irons uh, and even their off the, off the tee game well as of late since the restart. Um, and, and to be honest, TPC Southwind, the course that they're on right now, seems similar to Harding Park as well. Um, so we'll see as the week goes on exactly how I'm going to attack it. Um, but that was a little course preview. Uh, I'm going to continue digging in over the next couple days, but I did want to talk about the fact that you should not wait until Monday morning to get, um, some of the guys that you are going to bet on at the PGA Championship. Let me just pull up DraftKings here. I bet Victor Hovland um, before this tournament started. He had a great Thursday, a terrible Friday. We, we'll see how he finishes, but he was 65 to 1 a few days ago, and he is all the way up to 33 to 1 currently on DraftKings. Um, so, guys in this range, guys that um, potentially 
would be suitable for, and if, and I mean, if you look at just preliminarily, um, you know, par 70 scoring uh, or par 4 scoring, things that you know would be beneficial on any par 70 course. Um, also, maybe some difficult to hit fairways, some strokes gained off the tee when you narrow it down. You can find some guys that there's going to be a good number on to take a, a decent stab at, and especially if they're playing well this week or have played well since the restart. A lot of times, books really don't. These odds have been up for a while. They don't really touch them. And you could just see that, uh, like a guy like Henrik Stenson, this is his first tournament back since the restart. He's playing decent right now um, at the FedEx St. Jude. He could potentially be someone whose odds skyrocket up from currently being 80 to 1. And he plays par 70s really well. In fact, if you sort by uh, par 70s with hard to hit fairways, he's up in the top of the ball striking. Um, so maybe you want to shop around for a number on a guy like Henrik Stenson. Um, let's see who else we have here that number is potentially ready to drop come Monday morning. I mean, I know I did mention this course reminded me somewhat of um, Baltasol, the 2016 PGA Championship site, and we know that Jimmy Walker took that one home, and he's currently 250 to one. So maybe a, you know, if you if you have each ways on your books, or if your books have top tens, top twenties open right now, that number probably won't go get any worse. Um, one thing I wouldn't do is bet on guys that have good odds, right? So like Rory, JT, Dustin, uh, Bryson, guys like that, their numbers probably aren't going to get any better um, or worse, depending on how you look at it. I'll say their odds are not going to get any less favorable, so you could probably wait on guys like that. Um, But just a really quick, you know, 10-minute pod to give you a quick intro on Harding Park, some of the corollary courses, some of the stats I'll be looking at, um, and to let you know that if you like a guy for next week, it's probably smart to hop on them now if they're in that mid-range or have a decent number because it's probably going to not be great. Um, As evidenced by my 65-1, to Victor Hovland already down. 233 to 1, which I'm not really sure why because he's not playing very well. His irons are actually off big time right now at the FedEx St. Jude. But, you know, you got guys in the 30 to 60 range that are popping as of right now in this preliminary model, like Justin Rose. He's a really good par 70 player. Um, Paul Casey, obviously big yikes from him this week but Adam Scott if anybody can win a tournament cold right off the bus it's probably him you also have a guy like Hideki who's 33 to 1 currently who looks pretty good right now at TPC Southwind so what I'm not telling you guys to like lock in your entire card before Monday Um, but if there's a guy that you are leaning towards betting and you think that the odds are probably Um, going to get less favorable than hop on them this weekend. What I did was I made a skeletal outline of basically what the course at Harding Park, you know, resembles. Um, I sorted by, I filtered by par 70. I filtered by um, average or difficult 
to hit fairways, um, average to long rough, and 72 plus 7,200 plus yards, right? So that eliminates a ton of courses. Um, it gives a little bit of a skeletal outline of what the course at Harding Park is going to be like. And then, you know, some guys just pop, um, like Henrik Stenson, like Justin Rose, like Adam Scott, like Hideki. I'm not saying those guys are going to be on my card at all. I only have Victor Hovland at 65 to 1 right now. Um, but it would definitely behoove you to do some research today or this weekend and get a couple bets in um, that you like while the numbers are, are pretty juicy. Okay, now let us get into some of the weekend golf, some guys that I think we can target on Saturday showdown, on Sunday showdown, and if you play the, the weekend double day type thing. Just some of the guys that have been striking it well, uh, maybe not putting well, and then vice versa, guys that have been putting well, but not really striking it well, maybe getting a little lucky. All right, so let's take a look at the you know the live strokes gain data. Currently, the guys that are you know at the top near the top of the leaderboard because of their putter, Webb Simpson, Brendan Todd, right? I mean, we would hope that Webb Simpson, for if, if you tailed me on the out right there, we would hope that he keeps that putting up hot into the weekend. But he has lost strokes on approach, lost strokes off the tee. So that doesn't look great for Webb um, and Brendan Todd as well. I sent out a tweet a few hours ago that said, if there's a week for you to get in on a guy midway through a tournament it's this week right I mean you have Brendan Todd all the way at the top known uh, at least you know not known to be a closer uh, we haven't really seen him at the top of tournaments but we did a few weeks ago when DJ ran him down but not really an elite golfer listen he's like in 32 percent of my DraftKings lineups I just looked it up so I am absolutely pumped if he does end up winning it um, that would be probably good for my bottom line but I don't want to count on Brendan Todd um, Ricky Fowler we know that he uh, he kind of has Tony Finau syndrome he likes to give it away on the weekend as well Benny on putts like he has glass eyes and then there's Brooks who's who's got a wounded knee so and to be honest I would even lump Brooks into the category of guys that I would take a stab at right now he's like 600 plus 600 on DraftKings as I'm recording this if you use your 30 percent bonus that'll get him up to like almost around no no actually exactly plus 800 but if he drops from there if he goes down to like 500 or plus 550 you'll get him at least somewhere between you know seven to one eight to one which is a really good number okay let's take a look at some other guys that I think can really um you know make an impact this weekend because they're striking the ball well but just not putting Ches Reevy he's like 12 to 1 put some respect on Ches Reevy I, I think Brooks and, and Ches might be the two guys that I'm leaning the heaviest on putting some money on going into the weekend I mean 12 to 1 he's four strokes back I know Brooks is there I know Ricky's there but he is four strokes back and he has lost two and a half strokes putting in two days, and he's gained 5.5 off the tee in two days. So, I mean, if there was a guy, stats-wise, probably Ches. Brooks, uh, Brooks as well lost 4.6 strokes putting over the last two days and has been pretty dialed in. T to green, um, JT as well. These are all guys that you can target in, in matchups 
as well. So the best tee to green guys who've been struggling on the putting surface have been Reavy, have has been Brooks, JT, Sung Kang, Adam Hadwin. Those guys are guys that I would look to um, load up on the weekend in in two balls and three balls. Guys in the opposite direction. Guys that have been putting really well but have not uh, been striking it, you know, tee to green off the tee or on approach. Like we mentioned, Webb, Todd, those guys have been striking it okay tee to green, but their putting is really what's carrying them. Um, Matthew Fitzpatrick looks good across the board, so I think he might even be someone uh, to target as well. Corey Connors, not great on approach, but has been lights out with the putter. Jason Day is doing most of his damage with the putter. Terrell Hatton, Max Homa, uh, Matt Kuchar, most of their damage is being done with the putter. As per usual, Cameron Champ gaining strokes off the tee with the putter and nowhere else. Um, Kuchar, yikes, he's two under right now. He was plus two today, but he has been atrocious on approach and off the tee. Let's see who the worst guys have been. I mean, we could potentially, like Max Homa has been absolutely disgusting. Tee to green. And just the putter has saved him, which is why he's one under. Um, John Rahm, he's been playing absolutely abysmal across the board. I, I wouldn't mind going against John Rahm. The Zandy man can. <clears throat> shawfley has been gaining his strokes around the green to get to his two under number. Uh, but that's pretty much it. So I know I basically speed read those off to you guys, but you can always re rewind and jot them down. There are some guys, Chaz, Brooks, that I'm looking to maybe put a small win bet on, hoping they can, you know, run down Brendan Todd and Ricky Fowler. And then there's guys that I just mentioned, um, you know, like Webb and Brendan Todd and Corey Connors, Terrell Hatton, Max Homa. Matt Kuchar that have, you know, the putter has carried them so far this week. And I think if they're matched up with a guy that's been great tee to green, like Reavy, Streelman, um, even Scotty Scheffler, Justin Thomas, Sung Kang, Adam Hadwin, those type guys, you can pull the trigger on a two ball there. All right, I will be back Monday or Tuesday to dig in to the PGA Championship. Uh, all that information, I don't even think I mentioned the, the guys, all the information that I just gave to you based on the, the course, uh, the TPC Harding Park course, was information that I either gleaned from listening to podcasts with the uh, course manager, Tom Smith, where he made an appearance. I also sent him an email or two, um, and I even actually was able to track down one of my buddies on the West Coast who played the course two years ago um so and i just you know not much i was going to glean from his you know 18 handicap but i just wanted to talk to him about it and he mentioned that you know the sites are beautiful and it's a really small not a not a small course um as in short but like the property is small so he said he, he would have loved to have been there uh loved to have been there because he feels like you could, you know, bounce hole to hole quickly and see a bunch of holes um, from like one spot. But unfortunately, not going to happen. Okay, that will do it. I will talk to you on Monday or Tuesday to break down the PGA Championship from Harding Park. Good luck. 
in the rest of your DFS contests and all of your golf wagers. Talk to you later.